0: This is the I Don't Get It Pop Culture Get Off My Lawn Podcast. This podcast features the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by...
1: I am your other co-host, Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. This
0: week, we're tackling the gym neighbors <laughs> of Trap Music... <laughs> A young man by the name of Post Malone, <laughs> or Posty as he's known to his friends. Yes. This is a young man named Austin Malone. Austin Malone, uh, Post. No, right. Austin Post. Austin Post. Malone, Malone was, is in, not his real name. Right. It's Austin, as, Austin, as, Austin
1: no, Richard Post of Dallas, Texas.
0: As Noah tells me, his name was his, his raps over K, much like a past guest of the show, Childish Campino. He uh, was
1: not a guest, he was a top. Our, our past in studio guest.
0: <laughs> was uh, It's a name that was apparently derived from a, a, a meme generator or internet name generator, like your internet rap name, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, this kid, Austin Malone, Austin Post Malone, post Austin Post. Malone is not part of his real... Austin Post. Post Raisin Brand, exactly. <laughs> okay. So he is a rapper, I would say, in the trap mold. I think we can both agree to that, although I'm a little out of my depth trying to describe uh, you know, different taxono- taxonomies of, of hip-hop. Yeah. Born 1995, Syracuse, New York, raised in grapevine. Texas. I believe his dad worked for the Dallas Cowboys football
1: organization. Still does. So, still
0: does, yeah. Still so. does. He began his musical career following the SoundCloud release of his debut single a song called white iverson 2015 which is exactly what you think it is in fact uh, (laughs) you heard it you heard it as the intro to this very show and we're going to be going into his songs all throughout so if you don't know who the hell we're talking about you'll get a little sample so white iverson peaked at number 14 on billboard's top 100 and this is where it's we get wacky my friends it was later certified quad Platinum. Uh, he got a recording contract with Republic Records later that year, year in 2015. He released a debut album called Stony. Uh, again, I had I, my feeling is it has to do with inebriation and what he's done to his body and his. You, uh, you think? That's what you I think. think. That's what I think, Noah. That's what I think. You think
1: this guy has experimented with narcotics? That, I don't know.
0: That came out in December 2016. <laughs> uh, debuted at number six on Billboard Triple Platinum for that. So his top ten singles from that period were called Congratulations and I Fall Apart, all this bullshit I listen to on YouTube. His second album, you're going to be surprised about this. The second album is called What, Beer- what a shocking album title. Beerbongs and Bentleys. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was released <sighs> in 2018. That's this year if you're keeping score at home. Which featured a single called Rock Star and one called Psycho, uh, Psycho. Uh, everybody, uh, yeah. Both peaked at number one on Billboard 100. The album opened uh, at number one on Billboard 100. He is, I mean, probably since Johann Sebastian Bach, there has not been a, <laughs> a bigger public image in the arena of music than Post Malone. No one has sold more music than this guy no one has been more he, he, more powerful you didn't
1: bring up though he he's broken a lot of streaming records like you know obviously most people are streaming his music and all the sure. spotify and apple music lists he's broken all those records sure so but th- th-
0: those are point. young those are young records no the one record right. i was i'm getting to is that he broke this fucking thriller thriller had 76 weeks at top of billboard's top 10 and stoney uh, made 77. Like this guy who I would
1: guarantee most of you people have never heard of has surpassed Thriller. No, he hasn't. Those me- See, see the point where Post Malone surpasses Michael Jackson is the point where that measurement is no longer important. Because the fact is, you're right, most of our listeners probably haven't heard of him. I don't care how many of Michael Jackson's or the Beatles or Frank Sinatra's records this guy breaks, he's probably not going to be bigger than them because those people permeated, cu- it was easier to permeate culture then. Yeah. So I-, I don't keep finding Fine. He broke Michael Jackson's record. Great. You should be proud of that. He's very successful. But it doesn't mean he's bigger than Michael Jackson. It means something. It means something. He's okay. something, but it doesn't mean he's bigger than Michael Jackson.
0: He's he's bigger than he's bigger than John Lennon. He's more talented <laughs> oh, than He's more talented than John Sebastian. No, John Sebastian
1: from The Love and Spoonful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mozart. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mozart's <laughs> second album was called He's more
1: talent. He's bigger than Jesus. He's no one's ever said Jesus. that before.
0: Mozart's yeah. second album was called D's Bitches, right? And yes, the thing it was, is, that's a right. A lot of people, a lot of people don't know that, but it did not sell nearly as much. <laughs> Like, I, no. I think...
1: It didn't sell very many CDs at all. Mozart would have pushed
0: over his harpsichord and said, oh, what is this bullshit I'm doing? This isn't nearly as yeah. good as White Iverson.
1: Yeah, Mozart was a huge Post Malone
0: fan. So we got into it. You guys, uh, you understand where we're going here. I think Noah already tipped <laughs> his hand. So Noah, please t- my, continue. My
1: constant sighing. Continue
0: Continue running down the field with <laughs> the ball. I want to know... You Tell me, right. me Tell I, me I, about this guy.
1: I, I will actually say this first. He's not the worst thing I've ever heard. He's not even close to the worst thing I've ever heard. And I actually do think he's talented. And I actually... In listening to his music and taking notes i actually next to two songs i wrote i actually like this song here's what's good about post malone he can write a pretty sticky hook some of these songs i find myself humming and whistling afterwards and if we're talking any kind of popular music that passes a litmus test right there two as i've often said one of the most important things about popular music is you know most of it's about nothing it's about the same you know love and heartbreak and all this bullshit so the question i always have is do i believe it when someone sings about heartbreak do I believe, Uh, that's why I've always said, I've always told people, I think I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry is one of the worst songs ever, because I don't believe for a second that she actually kissed a girl, that she's actually attracted to a girl. I think the song should be called, Hey, Lesbians Turn You On, Please Pay Attention to Me. I listen to some of this post Malone and I believe it. I listen the two songs I like where I fall apart, which is his heartbreak song. And although it, it travels through very cliche territory, I hear his voice and I believe he's heartbroken. I think he's got a good voice and I think he's a good, I mean, I know it's all auto-tune. So when I say good voice, it's not about like whether he get an A in a voice class. I mean, it's about whether, and I don't, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think auto-tune can do this, but there's emotion in the voice that I find believable or at least believable enough for a song I hear on the radio or whatever the hell. The other song I like is, uh, I guess this is his latest song. It's from this this computer animated Spider-Man movie that's coming out next month. Sure. Uh, that looks pretty good. And there's a nice little video with it with all the Spider-Man footage. And it's a song called Sunflowers. And it's a little, you know, just a very simple little romantic song. And I think that does the trick. He could be a lot worse. And, and I'm even less schooled on how to divvy up rap genres than you are. I listen to this. I hear Ray Shrimmer who we talked about earlier on the show. And I guess you'd call them trap, right? Yeah. So I guess it's a trap thing. And then I also hear Drake... And I know hip hop fans might be laughing at me now, but I don't know. I hear this sort of the lazy, drawling, the guy singing like he's half asleep kind of rapper thing. I I think of Drake when I hear that. And then there's the problem with his. But the, my real problem is his image and his most of his songs is lyrical content. Beer bongs and Bentleys, hoes. I got all the money. White Iverson, you know, constantly talking about NBA players and his Bentleys and his Lambos and all this bullshit it's so cliche it's trashy i'm sorry i'm tired of this bullshit i'm tired of hoes and bitches and money and in the club and my grills and my gold and i'm better than you and the way i say i'm better than you and the way i say i'm such a rebel is because i am paying multi-million dollar corporations and athletes to shill for them of course he's a white guy a, a middle-class white guy from texas and he goes out there and you didn't mention post malone's got a look all right he's got the court he's got the white guy cornrows and the big gold grill on his teeth and then he's got tattoos all over his face he's got always tired below his eyes and stay away Above one eye, and he just looks like such a fake sleaze bag. He looks yeah. like like Ben Stiller, like parroting rap guys in an MTV video Awards comedy segment in the late 90s I'll tell you, I'll tell
0: you what he looks like someone's trying to piss off his dad that's what he looks like
1: so he just looks like this cliche of a poser um <laughs> we were there's a clip of him on Jimmy Fallon our two least favorite people now and like he's like flat out like lovable compared to Jimmy Fallon so, <laughs> I mean he just he has nothing interesting to say when he's talking he just seems like some boring 22 year old dude or 23 year old dude so I I don't know, this guy sucks, but I guess he could be better if he grew the fuck up and read a book
0: there's a phenomenon of his music and then there's who's making it and they're almost living on two different planets which is kind of hard to understand the uh actual human being of austin post is this chubby doughy texas suburban white dude you know who's affecting and appropriating a whole yes. raft load of african-american
1: culture well, but that's sure. that and that's the big knock against him in the media that he's a yeah. culture vulture that he's appropriating Black Hole but there's nothing new about that you know that but started there isn't with Elvis there and isn't, then you know Vanilla Ice in 1991 I mean that's why Vanilla Ice became such a joke because that's literally what he did
0: how you acknowledge it is uh, all, it makes all the difference and that somebody like right. Eminem as people were saying uh, on, on some pieces I was reading last night Eminem conducted his business in a very deliberate way where he always name checked and made sure that everybody knew that he understood the pecking order that he was playing in a sandbox that had been around for a while and that the guy had a shitload of white right. privilege He was, I guess, a protege of Dre. You know that he made sure that he wanted to get that official benediction from Dre. And a lot of the other people he came, you know, that out of Detroit with that Detroit scene, he tried to curate something and and, and uplift a lot of other guys. He 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 also,
1: even though he had white privilege, he was not from a privileged background, and he was he's monumentally talented and he did a very good job of telling his story in a very real affecting way he had a good story to tell and he told it well he's way more talented than Post Malone or Vanilla Ice
0: yeah but we're not here to talk about you know Vanilla Ice or or Eminem Eminem this guy Post Malone who has not put himself into any box even though he has exclusively pretty much just done rap and then some sort of guitar driven rap and then even as a rapper you know a knock on him and I'll say aesthetically for me guys who sing Sing, sing rap—that's not something that I like per se. I like you know more guys who can spit hard rap quickly and, and have some real wordplay. Rather, everything with him sounds like it's a sung hook that right. is, like you said, auto-tuned, auto-tuned out the ass, which is another sound that I don't care for. You know, it's like right. I don't—I don't like the guy's music, which I think is fairly obvious. I think it's—I think it's a joke. But the popularity of it is completely outsized. Where, I mean, we've talked about a lot of other acts on the show, and in scale to one another, in whatever this balkanized environment we have today is, the kind of uh, limelight that Post Malone enjoys is is so weirdly huge, and it kind of bears an explanation. It's not just the idea that he's a crossover, because I don't think he is. I think Post Malone is the poster child, so to speak. So his audience is, I would say, 90% white suburban kids who find the fact that he's not a black man much more palatable, even though he is pretty much playing inside of a a black cultural idiom. And he doesn't, uh, I don't necessarily see him own up to this at all. Now, again, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. I'm not an expert in what kind of rapper he is. I don't know what I like, and I'm not an expert in the appropriation of African-American culture and what one might call appropriation. There are people who are far smarter than I am. I just get the impression from people whom I trust, both white and African-American, who have said these things about him, and they they seem to confirm the suspicion I have, which is that I'm just, you know, I, I can't find any other way to say this, but I think that he's become a cultural icon lifted up by a lot of Proud Boys. Boys, oh, like, really? See, that's that's yeah. not what I got. You think, like, no, alt-right not, guys like him. I think I think that this is people who... Really? Look, you know, like, All look, right. I didn't weekend, see evidence of that. You know, last weekend, or whenever the, the, the Republican, the Proud Boys, got into a scrum outside that Republican club, and they weren't picked up by the cops, and the photos of the Proud Boys was this quizzical bunch of white guys who'd come to New York to start some shit, and also a couple of Asian and Latino guys who were part of the white supremacist group. <laughs> and everybody's... Nice scratching their heads saying, what the fuck is this? How exactly is it that the white supremacist group is filled with Filipinos? Why you do know, so many
1: women vote for Donald Trump?
0: Yeah, right, exactly. None yeah. of the stuff makes any sense that we're living in the world that we're living in. And I did what you shouldn't do. I read the, I read the comments. Don't oh, ever do this, on. but I read the comments.
1: And the comments were
0: uniformly filled with people who were decrying reverse racism and something akin to white genocide. To anybody who wrote a piece negative about Austin... Post based on saying that he was appropriating black culture They were saying that This is this is racism against white people And I'm like, okay, now I get it This guy's been picked up by the shit posters This guy's been picked up by the edgelords He is the cultural rapper for white power I'm not saying that he himself is I'm not saying that there's anything Everything that you read about the guy himself I think is on point I think he's just a doughy suburban guy Who's just making music that's terrible Hey, that's, that's a, a tale as old as time What I'm saying is his fans The shape around him him, the people who have made him this huge success I think are elevating him in an ugly way this is my bad impression he's a white rapper you know he's a white rapper stealing black culture you know what you're doing you're getting rid of black people and you still get to have rap everybody wins if you're a white supremacist <laughs> everybody to, wins you to, yeah you get to keep the music and you don't have to listen to the you know no. the the the, uh, the the horrible sounds of people who these black people who are you know ruining their inner cities and uh, killing each other every weekend mm-hmm. in Chicago this is just like oh we're purifying it and you know it gets to be an nice white guy from dallas who does it
1: yeah there's a quote that i've seen in a lot of writing about post malone from some like executive at his record company that he's the donald trump of rap and what they mean by that is he said all sorts of foot and mouth stuff he turned down being in double xl's freshman class he said all sorts of stuff how rap's no good anymore and all this it's just he put his foot in his mouth in the in the rap world in a way that should have derailed his career so the executive's point in calling him the donald trump of rap was like all these things that should have killed him only made him bigger but you're kind of making that label apply in different ways aren't you um, yeah well i mean i, 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 it's I, I like will the- say though watching him again watching him with jimmy fallon he does not come off as he comes off as an idiot and. Tiresome. He doesn't come off as a inherently bad person. No, it's, that's uh, so. the thing.
0: I, I'm, I'm taking great pains to say that we're not defaming him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm defaming who I believe <laughs> okay. a lot of his fans are, which I think all is right. perfectly valid. And it does not take away from the guy at all.
1: I mean, right, anybody I, would have to- I, I mean, you might be right. I just don't see that evidence. But maybe you're right. I mean, I can believe it. I believe a lot of those Proud Boys wish they were, quote unquote, as cool as black people and like hip hop, but are turned off by, you know, it's blackness because they don't like black people.
0: The piece I was reading from Lindsay Zolads. I, forgot I which, read that uh, too, yes. which blog it was. I'm assuming Lindsay Zolads is a, is a woman, I'm going to assume. They were uniformly being told that you should be fired. You should quit. You should never write again because you don't understand what this is and you're a social justice warrior
1: once I it started was the ringer.com by the way it's a very good ringer, article exactly. The, the Ringer, ringer. Like, the egg, empty calories egg. of Post Malone's Beer Bro Rap from May. And so if you start reading the comments
0: on these things, it's like people, once I start seeing you, uh, the, re, the the writer being accused of being a social justice warrior, yeah. it's like, oh, we are through the looking glass here. That is a very specific type of 4chan and 8chan fan. Those who people have no self-esteem. They have
1: to demean anyone who disagrees with them because they have no confidence in their own... Uh, but it's a, it's a cultural wall abilities. where these guys who are yeah. sitting
0: there all p- playing fucking Fortnite all day long, and then what they do is they... listen to you know that then they they go and turn their ire on the internet and it's like their job is to just shit
1: post shit post and masturbate that's their lives i'm gonna perhaps naively play devil's advocate here for a minute is it possible that the majority of post malone's fans aren't necessarily alt-right scumbags and that a lot of them are just you know you say his look is the look of a privileged kid who wants to piss off his dad couldn't most of his fans just be people like that high school kids who yeah i'm gonna dress black to freak out my parents and you know Post Malone takes it another level because you know he's in the spotlight of getting the tattoo on his face you know most of those kids won't go to those lengths I guess that's just more a charitable view of who the losers are whatever losers you are 16 years old you do that it's pretty normal it's very forgivable
0: I think there's a type of white fan there's a type of sort of white either country and or middle American Yahoo whose thing is I don't want to dress like I'm black to piss my parents off what they want to do is rescue a cultural affect and a sound from blackness I'm I'm not saying he's the guy, but I'm saying I think a lot of his fans are these people who would say it's like, oh, you know, black people don't own this music that comes from a specifically black experience, which of course is complete
1: blind bullshit. I actually don't think black people own it. And I think, well, I'm, I mean, I differ from a lot of liberals on the appropriation issue. I think if you put out, out art out there, it's going to be appropriated. The question is, is it appropriated in a respectful fashion? You're saying it's not. I do not think black people own it. I think a white guy has every right to be a rat.
0: Yeah, no, he totally does. What I'm saying is that the art form is born... Of a black American experience. Fine, it's not but they put it out earned, there.
1: It, it no longer belongs to them. It's in the cultural uh, firmament now.
0: Look, there's enough white guy blues bands at bars in Fort yeah, Lauderdale, Florida. Sure. That has, would show you that, you know, there's a lot of gray ponytails of guys who are singing, who are trying to sing Delta blues, talking about how so they're- What the know, fuck should the they have done? Yeah.
1: Asked Muddy Waters Ghost if it was okay? I mean, it's out no, there. No, I, I, I agree with you. It's fine. I mean,
0: it's it's fine or not. It's what's actually happening. Yes, people are going to do it whether you want to like it or not. But you're you're saying pe- there's a discussion happening in real time where people are still around to to draw a chalk line on the ground and right. say on which side of this chalk line are you standing and and how exactly are you what's your posture in terms of the art you know one of the things you said one of the foot in mouth deals that he said was something about how if you want uh, lyrics that'll make yeah. you sad that'll li- give you a full life to lead you'll you'll listen to Bob Dylan you won't listen to rap or hip hop you know and like Charlemagne the God who is as credible as anybody in this in this arena said hey it's like that's where I well, got well, he's like a god. god I mean come on no he's the god that he's the that god, god. not he the, the god, god. god but the god I might not and be the god his... I might be a god yeah and he says I'm, I'm you know like I'm I'm with you up to a certain point it's like then when you start saying that you're separating yourself from hip hop sort of saying that you're above rap and that rap can't uh, do certain right. things and that what well, you know you're gonna add something to rap that it doesn't already have it's like so, that's ps- plainly plainly ignorant and, and disrespectful to everyone who came before you and that's right
1: like, so I, I, I think we're agreeing we're just coming at this from different levels it's, yes 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 it's fine to appropriate it's just do you appropriate while spitting in the face of its source.
0: You know I said that I am better now, better now. I only say that cause you're not a frown, not a frown. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down, would have gave you anything, would have gave you everything. Gave you everything.
1: Whoa. I-, I think we've gotten at it a lot, but why is Post Malone popular? I mean, I think we've talked about this somewhat. Do you want to reiterate? I is- will.
0: I'll say that, first of all, why he's popular is because you have an extremely balkanized landscape. Things can be siloed. Yep. Um, his particular form of Which rap- is
1: why he will never be bigger than Michael Jackson. Fair enough. Michael Jackson's- he, city- could, he could be the king of his fucking silo, but that silo is still infinitesimally small compared to the cultural broad range phenomenon that Michael Jackson or the Beatles were.
0: I think that it's a, it's a very small silo uh, you know he, he's selling enormous numbers I mean he looks the part he let's like why not why not this in 2018 2015 some guy who put this shitty sounding music out like there's no standards like there's no rules and there's no con- there's conventions there's what music has to sound like in order to be popular today and he has that it's got a trap beat he's got auto-tune he, he sings you know not necessarily the greatest voice but he sort of sings his hooks people have done it better and he's a white guy and so there's a whole mm-hmm. you know room and arena that he can have access to that you're that Ray Schrimmer can't you know in fact right. you bring up you brought up Ray Schrimmer earlier a lot of people are looking at Ray Schrimmer saying these guys are way more talented and they're way you know they, it's way more like this is their thing they live this experience and we enjoy the music more and it's like Ray Schrimmer's being left in the dirt by this guy who just soared right past them and it's like there's this sense of why would you anoint this dude the thing and not the guys who are sort of better at it and giving you pretty much the same thing that Post Malone does without this this sort of sense of facsimile and again you could say it's because he's white there's a, there's a caucasoid element that's selling his music I could be completely off base here not about the fact that he's white because I think that's evident he definitely is as white as white can be how much that figures into his popularity the darker more cynical side of me is going to give that an edge i think that i'm going to just feel like i'm owing a lot of his popularity with skin color for i mean for the most benign thing that might just mean that a 17 year old teenager will listen to him where they might not listen to um somebody blacker and more country or more dangerous looking or something like that but i mean there's a whole uh, quantity of people who will give him the time of day because he looks like the thing that they want rap music to look like
1: there's a famous quote which might be apocryphal i believe he disowned it from sam phillips who was uh elvis presley's first producer and he said something like if i could find a white boy who could sing the way uh, a black boy could, like I said, black boy. I could make millions of dollars. You know. Then he found Elvis, and and I don't think it's crazy to think Elvis was the guy who made black pop music of the era you know safe for white kids all over the country and i think post malone is the mid-2000 teens trap whatever you want to call it version of that i don't think he has the staying power of elvis presley and certainly don't think he has the talent of elvis presley you know he might have the marketing machine behind him which as we've always said is is the thing i mean he also won the lottery i mean he he talks about how he put his first song on SoundCloud And Wiz Khalifa found it the next day And, you know, there he goes, off to the races He takes not only the style of music But that rebellious thing, the face tattoo The pissing off my dad kind of thing And he makes it consumable And and let's give it credit, not just for the alt-right But for just, you know, white yeah. kids Who yeah. just don't relate to Ray Shrimmer The way they'll relate to a doughy white guy from Dallas. Man, I just
0: wanna go free, my teeth and and I'm stone cold with the flags from the squat, and I'm smoking up a check. Noah Tarno, I know you got your under eye tattoos laser removed a few years ago. Yes. They were yes. De- they were a really poor decision by you. But let's say you yes. were living your youth again. Would you have liked Austin Post Raisin Brand?
1: It's Austin Post Impressionist. <laughs> No, it's not even that funny uh no 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 i didn't like anything hip-hop back then I, mean, I was about to go i didn't like vanilla ice why would i like him but no my rebellion was more smart ass and less i never wanted to dress the rebel i never wanted to look the rebel so much
0: what about you I was gonna say his whole look and the attitude with the grills and the sleepy eyes and the yeah. sort of drawl it reminds me a lot of um uh, who, the Carter. What's it, What's the, the 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 guy who drinks all the? Oh, uh, L- Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne. The cost syrup, yeah. and it's like it's almost like a wholesale ripoff. If I was Lil Wayne, I'd be suing right now for theft of intellectual property.
1: He's too drunk to know how to sue.
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't have liked this. You know, I mean, I I know what I liked when I was that age. I have an idea that I would have... I know the hip-hop I would have enjoyed had it been part of my diet. And it wouldn't have been this. Again, I'm, you know, not trapped. That doesn't really do much for me. I will deal with trap because that's the prevailing idiom at the moment. And I don't know when it switches over to something. But it's like, man, you have Kendrick Lamar making music at the same time as this guy. and, And it's like, why are we not just continually... I mean, I know he won a Pulitzer Prize. And I know he's won fistfuls of Grammys and he's been gauded up as much, but it's like culturally, he has not occupied the same space for a couple of years just based on the small amount of output as this guy's had. I would have definitely, you know, a guy like Kendrick Lamar is, you know, he's he's one of the best-selling, most revered artists of our time. It's not a stretch to say that, yeah, I would have liked him, for instance, of course, because his music is great. Same thing with the Wu-Tang Clan. Same thing with Buster Rhymes. All these guys that we did actually have growing up. But this doesn't fit into that diet. I don't think I would have, uh, I wouldn't have had room for it. it. You know, the whole popularity thing wouldn't have bothered me just because I think everything that's popular rankled me but not why not for any specific (laughs) reason I don't think I would have got caught up on the idea of it. oh this is are there races who like it because that makes it harder and harder or easier to dislike him I don't think I would have had antennae attuned to that uh, as a kid what do you
1: you think you think uh he's a sign of the apocalypse post malone success yeah i mean he could be post post malone are we headed toward the end of the world
0: i think that there is if it's as bad as i as cynical bill thinks that it is (laughs) thus far i think music has gotten a blank check a pass From a lot of the fucking bullshit that we're slugging in on the trenches about in the rest of politics and, you know, Star Wars movies and and everyone being in comic books, especially where there's all this blowback from comics gate. And it's like I music has had this race thing that's been going on for a long time. Like you said, the the black and white aspect of music and who gets to quote unquote own or play with it has been there since the mid-century. So that, you know, and we almost like are used to it. But if it's a new thing now where the shit posters, where the four channers and the eight channers and the Redditors who post in R Donald are now going to start saying, oh, we can, we can affect music as a block. You know, the one thing that these guys have all learned, I think since the 2016 election is that we have power as a, as a, as a mass that we could exercise all at once in you know, rather than rather than being a million deranged guys sitting in these dark rooms playing Fortnite drinking Sierra Mist they all decided if we do the same thing we are as effective as a blue wave that you're trying to generate we could do we could actually change the world by forcing people to cow to our uh, purchasing power and or our political will and i wonder if this isn't the sort of beginning of that with music again maybe i'm being vastly over apocalyptic about it but that's why this kind of thing chills me a little bit is saying that well if if he is, if the cult of Trump has kind of like picked their, you know, shit posting figurehead, the masthead of the ship, and it's this guy, then it looks like everything bad that's happening in culture, especially after the couple of weeks we've had, which have just been absolutely ruinous for us.
1: I, I, I am going to still arg- not really argue with you, but I think you accept it as a matter of faith that Post Malone is the alt-right rap star, and I just I don't see that. Maybe you're right, but I think you're saying that definitively in a way that i'm not convinced of yet i'm not denying that he's got appeal to guys like that i'm just saying i don't think it's fair or entirely proved yet that that is what he represents that being said i do think he's a sign of the apocalypse because is he's just so trashy and cliche and and uninteresting like you hear him being interviewed, and he's just—he's got nothing to say. And yeah, we debate. Like they've been asking rock stars who got nothing to say about war and peace and philosophy for decades, and most of them, have, you know, the Beatles were great because at least they were funny about it and they didn't take themselves so seriously. Uh, but he's really boring. That being said, if he fades away in a couple months and he and he becomes like Vanilla Ice and that he's a complete joke and he's of his time and of no other time, and he's he's boxing, you know, Danny Bonaducci on vh1 in a couple years to pay his rent is danny bonaduce still alive Did yes he, die? he is now he's alive okay my point is i you don't know the equivalent of danny Bonaducci in five years uh if he's doing that then i won't care because he will have come and gone he will be a flash in the pan like vanilla ice and so many other people but as i always say if post malone becomes you know when he wins a Pulitzer Prize. Then we got problems. Mama
0: called, said on TV, since so Noah, we're going to close this yeah. out with the very treacherous idea of jealousy and jealousy. whether or not it permeates your, uh, you know, your rage, your absolute scarlet faced rage about this guy how do you feel about him vis-a-vis uh, being envious
1: there's okay every episode the baseline jealousy because he's more famous than me he gets more girls than me he's got more money than me there's all that fine i'm jealous of that because i'm a weak person uh other than that i'm not jealous i i never wanted the post malone role asterisk i just thought of something watching him perform like that clip we talked about he was at some bud light concert where he did i fall apart which i I wrote like, wow, this isn't so bad. He's got some soul in his voice. and He definitely has stage presence in a way I wish I had. I look at him sing on stage, just at the microphone, the guitar guy behind him, and I'm like, damn! I even just in my frequent karaoke forays, I wish I could, com- I wish I could be as comfortable looking as he is, and, and command the stage the way he does. And what about you? Right.
0: Uh, I really am put off by his appearance. I'm put off by his I countenance by and his yes, whole yes. manner. Yeah. And there's a thing about I almost feel like he's trying to look as aesthetically unpleasing as aesthetically pleasing <laughs> as he could possibly get, maybe. And, there, you know, they, there
1: was, what was it, the article that said, like, you could tell from looking at him online that his grills smell bad? They stank. Like, yes, exactly. I know. He looks unclean. His
0: hair is in all sorts of places. It's like he he just looks unkempt, ungroomed. Yeah. You know, he looks like the, the, the face tattoos to me. I know this is a generational thing because... They're still not all over the place. But amongst our pop stars, they've entered into, you know, realm of permissibility. You know, now they're here to stay. It's not just the Mike Tyson intimidation thing. The face tattoos have become something that have been knocked down a lot in terms of their aggressive threat to polite society, if you will. I'm jealous if this guy shows up in that Pete uh, Davidson mold where the guy looks terrible. He looks terrible. Like, he just looks unwell, always looks like he is under the effect of some really, Uh, really high reefer or maybe some zannies before he came out he wears whatever and he looks like whatever and that is such a I guess it's a handsome sexy look to a lot of people his look is something so of the minute that you know when the next thing comes if it's putting his hair in different cornrows or you know the grills it's it's so it's so wedded to the trends of the second and I'm like, man, what about what I do? You know, I have a whole fucking, I got like 85 bow ties, a bunch of suits and suit jackets. <laughs> and I work very hard to put myself together and look presentable.
1: Look nobody cares how static. hard you work. That's, that's I told you the bitterest lesson of life, of adulthood. <laughs> no one gives a shit how hard you work. Build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. Bullshit. <laughs>
0: I think that's it. I have nothing <laughs> that's left to it, say. We've we've tapped this and you know, like ten of these I guys in a row. This. The same fucking
1: arguments that come Ugh. out of these these carbon Ugh. copy people. I wanna put a call out to our listeners, like keep suggesting ideas because I think that's useful. And look, if it's something that you think sucks beyond all measure, and you think we will agree sucks beyond all measure, well maybe that'll make for a more amusing episode. So so let us know. I don't get what's our what's our what's our email address, Bill? Noah
0: and Bill don't get it at gmail.com.
1: No, that's so memorable. Uh, and at no one, Bill Show, yeah. and I am at, at Noah Tarno on Twitter uh, and on and uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm on. I'm at Big Quiz Thing, which is my business, the Big Quiz Thing, America's uh, live trivia game show spectacular, corporate and private events nationwide, holiday parties booking now. Uh, what about you, Mr. Bill?
0: I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube at AM Caesar. I'm yes. on Facebook. I'm easily findable, and I'm actually we, we, we are not hiding.
1: We are I'm not constantly
0: hiding. doing other podcasts. In fact, very shortly there'll be a podcast I just uh, uh, guest starred on the Film 89 podcast which is based in Cardiff, Wales. And we talked about, uh, we talked about a big one. We talked about V, the, the miniseries from 1983 and 1984. We had a nice little uh, rousing two, two hour chat about that with some men who are very reasonable, uh, very uh, well versed in the uh, history of film and television culture. So uh, yeah, everybody. Look, again, you know where to find past episodes: iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, that pretty much brings us up to the end of the show. So uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think of this. Tell—we're really curious if you have any idea who who Post Malone is, or whether we hit a chord on this thing or not. So
1: now that you've heard this, what you think, Post Post Malone?
0: Post, yeah, that's a good. it encapsulated perfectly. Thank you, All sir. Right.
1: See you next time. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2018.